course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave. I'm joined, as always, by the other host, Ike. Ike, how are you? I am tired, man. I stayed up too late last night watching TV. You know, I did too, and I slept a little later than I normally do this morning. No big deal. I mean, I wasn't late logging on or anything like that for work, but yeah, I did too. I get caught up in Supernatural, and uh, (laughs) it happens all the time. But, uh, yeah, I'm tired, too. But uh, I feel like sometimes I stay in a perpetual state of tiredness. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's too too much to do, too much to watch. Just It's just like, man, downtime is in a, a, a premium right now for me. I feel that. I feel that. But well, outside this, uh, of being tired. Nope. <laughs> yeah, all, all's well, huh? Right. Otherwise, all's well in the world. Got an air quality uh, warning here, you know, for the the wildfire thing, but I don't really go outside, so I'm I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm an indoor animal. No, I, I go outside some, but I don't uh, through the work week. I, I don't go out near as much. So, um, so I ain't worrying about it too much. I'm not breathing it in. But uh, anyway, this is a horror podcast, contrary to what you may think from the opening uh, few minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh kick things off we'd like to say thank you to our wives we do this every episode because they support us uh they help us and occasionally they come on and guest on the show and uh it's debatable whether we thank them for that or not but but uh <laughs> nonetheless thank you for their support and help with the podcast and uh i uh, this week we're uh we watched uh unwelcome on shutter because we had a something weird happen and I don't know where where it fell apart because I was 99% sure that when we had done – I had done research and, and Monica had done some research and, and all these things that that we saw that Quicksand was coming out on June 23rd on Shudder. But then uh, we both simultaneously kind of hit the roadblock and, and texted each other, hey, uh, we both logged on and it says like July 14th for uh, Quicksand. So it was very weird. I don't know what happened. I don't know if, if we were incorrect in the date. I don't know if Shutter changed the date. It's very, very odd. Um, one hundred percent, Shutter changed the date. I'm just throwing this out there real quick. Um, I, I forgot to mention it today earlier, but I went online, did a little Google search, and it still shows the release date is the 23rd, like on MovieWeb.com. Um, we have the 23rd on IMDb. We have the 23rd yeah. on Sports Skeeta. But uh, there is Movie Insider, which says that it is set to release July 14th. So, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> well, it definitely is, because like I said, we both went onto the app and that's what it says on the app. So that's official right. from Shutter. So uh, so it was kind of like uh, whatever, you know, fourth and goal. And we were we were down to the last hope here. And it's like, oh, crap, what do we do now? Well, the movie Unwelcome had just come out on the uh, I, I believe on the 23rd as well. So I don't know if they switched the two. I don't know what happened. Uh, so we thought, hey, let's do Unwelcome instead. It's We're just plugging in an, uh, another Shutter movie for that one. All's good. So contrary to what we said last episode, we are not reviewing Quicksand. And uh, we are instead reviewing the movie Unwelcome, which we will talk about later. So besides that, Ike, what did uh, you watch this week? 
Yeah. Um, this week, you know, honestly, it was a light week. Um, I won't lie to you. I, uh, I went and saw uh, The Flash over the weekend. It's just not horror, but I just wanted to mention it. It was super good. Um, but uh, I think the main thing that I watched that, I, again, not so much horror, but we've been trying to finish it, was uh, the show Manifest. Mm, yep. um, it's on Netflix. They released the second half of the fourth season. Um, so the show's over now officially. So uh, that was the reason why I was up late last night. We we were down to the last episode, and it was like it was probably like eleven o'clock at night, and I was like, I don't want to leave one episode. I just want to go ahead and finish it. So we stayed up and watched it. But super good show. Um, I would say it's probably more classified like a thriller, like a like a mystery thriller. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it still has some of those, like, spooky aspects, some uh, supernatural-esque-ness to it. And it was good. It was really good. Manifest is a solid show. I'd recommend anybody watches it. And it's not super long either. It's four seasons and maybe uh, – the, the first three seasons, I think, are, like, in the ballpark of ten episodes. And the four seasons, 20 episodes. But it's, like, two parts, basically. So, it's, realistically, it could have been five seasons. Just I think that Netflix was trying to just get what they could out. Yeah. But well, uh, otherwise, otherwise not much. <laughs> well, I had a busy week watching. Um, I, had, I had a busy day watching today because for some reason I had several new things that I wanted to watch that all came out today. And I didn't get through them all. Um, none of them horror related. Uh, some of them are very <laughs> odd. It's very eclectic. It's very defining of me. Um, I watch I, I watch a, the, the series on Paramount Plus. The uh, it's probably about the only reality series I've ever watched in my life. I think it's called The Family Stallone. It's about Sly Stallone and his family. And I only watch it because I love Sly Stallone. <laughs> and uh, those episodes drop on Wednesday. So I had the final episode of that to watch today. It was okay. Um, and then um, on Netflix today, the short series documentary on the American Gladiators from the 90s came out, which I desperately want to watch, but I didn't get to that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that because I, I loved The American Gladiators when I was younger. So I'm looking forward to watching that. Um, and anybody that knows me knows that I'm a wrestling fan, and I love the series that's out called Dark Side of the Ring. And those episodes Ooh. come out on Wednesdays, and I get them. And the, the episode, uh, they, they come out on, they're on, they air on Tuesday, but I buy them on Voodoo on Wednesdays. And uh, the episode this week was on the Junkyard Dog, so I was very excited to watch that. So I watched that. So I had all that non-horror stuff to watch. But then th- th- this past week. I'm still on my uh, going through the In Search of Darkness checklist and watching things that I've maybe not seen or had not seen for a long time. So I, I, I watched several things. I've watched uh, Return of the Living Dead from 1985, which I've always loved and I just really wanted to rewatch. I've watched it many times, but I, I love that movie. Solid movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so fun. Uh, I watched The House on Sorority Row from 1982. Uh, I watched Dolls from 1987, which was super creepy. I hate dolls, and it was really super creepy for me. Uh, even though the movie, it was okay, and it probably wouldn't wig many people out, but because I hate dolls so much, it it, it, it wigged me out. And then I went down a rabbit hole and watched uh, Stepfather 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> and uh, they uh, progressively got worse. They weren't, you know, they weren't, any of them I would say were really bad. The first one was really good and uh, really creepy. Two was pretty good, and, uh, and then three was, eh, it was not as good. Uh, but it had I, but one of two's got uh, I think his name's Terry O'Quinn from Lost, is in it. Yeah. And uh, so they they were super good. The third one did not have the, him in it, and they explained that by saying he got uh, plastic surgery <laughs> in a very uh, 
almost a Batman 89 Joker-esque type scenario where he went to this, oh, you know, this shady guy. It was it was weird. But, uh, yeah, that's what I watched. Uh, so, like I said, I, I've got the checklist from the In Search of Darkness documentary that I watched where they show all the movies that they discussed or, and mentioned. And I'm just literally going through it. I'm like, oh, I haven't watched that or I haven't watched that in a while, one or the other. And then looking up and it's uh, some of them I can't find. So I'm going to have to go look for some physical media on some of these because I don't know. The streaming rights are probably in limbo or whatever. You know, one of those kind of things. So but that's what I watched. Like I said, I watched a lot. And then, of course, Supernatural, which I always watch. That's there's never a day goes by that I don't watch some Supernatural. So that, that's just that's just what it is. Uh, are you a. Huh? Oh, I was no. going to say, you, you mentioned wrestling, um, and, I, and I totally forgot I was going to mention this. It's not horror-related. The character is kind of horror-related, but I finally got around to watching um, the docuseries uh, uh, Undertaker Last Ride. It's mm, like yeah. a, a four-part yeah. docuseries, basically about, like, I mean, it's about his career, ultimately, but like, he's retired. Yeah. Right, him wrapping up on because he, you know, wanted to retire and stuff, and um it was very interesting it was really interesting to like to like watch this and like it's just crazy like all the shit that he his body's been through and stuff i mean again i know it's not horrible so i won't drone on it too much but yeah like it's crazy (laughs) it's a very weird thing though because it's still very uncomfortable for me to see him break character because he never did so it's it's very still very odd you know all these other guys can break character and it's like whatever it is what it is nowadays but with him it was always weird to see it's always weird to see break character but uh, but whatever. And uh, so, uh, yeah, but before we dive into our weekly segment, uh, we talked last episode just a bit about, hey, we ought to put out there. What is the worst horror movie that you've ever seen? And then at some no point way. in time, we'll review that. Well, I threw that out there on social media and all the social media platforms and we got some response. And uh, let's just let's just uh, scroll through what some of these people are saying. Right. And, and we'll, if we want to comment, we'll comment. If not, we'll just move on. So, again, my exact post was not to be negative, but we want to know what you think is the worst horror movie ever. And we know this is subjective, and I'm not trying to put down any movies or any movies anybody enjoys. But, uh, you know, we tend to a lot of times, like we said, if it's not a new movie, we tend to watch a movie that we already know we like or that we, you know, we're, right. we're going to pray. So that kind of spawned this discussion a little bit of, hey, what if we purposely watched a movie that would probably incite some negative reaction from us? And I don't know that all these would, uh, but uh, we had on here. We're on Twitter. We had some people that say uh, the Exorcist, Exorcist 2, the heretic. Uh, somebody said Jeepers Creepers 3, which, yes, that's that's not good. Yeah, no, uh, good. Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 and the Lords of Salem and a movie called Auto Transfusion. I've not seen Auto Transfusion. I am not a big fan of, of the Halloween 2 from Rob Zombie. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of either of them, but I, I like the second one even less. Uh, Lords of Salem. I. I don't know. That's not. Yeah, it's not great. I don't know if I'd call it the worst of all time, but. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say Lords of Salem, in my opinion, is one of Rob Zombie's better movies. I yeah, mean, it's weird. Take take that for what you will. But. <laughs> and then uh, then somebody commented a, a movie called Anglerfish, which I've never heard of in my life. Uh, but I, I'm very my, my curiosity is peaked, so we'll have to look uh, onto that as. Uh, this person replied that if you're discussing big budget movies, it's Midsommar, uh, which I, I see a lot of people give that heat. I don't I, know why. Know. And then if, uh, uh, if not not to talk smack, but Midsommar, I think is probably one of the the more the, one of the best horror movies from like the last five years. But I mean, 
Yeah, I, I, see, I see that it gets some <laughs> online heat though. It's it's very peculiar. And then if uh, they they said that if you include you know trash tier garbage, which I'm, I'm assuming is their that's their phrase for lower budget movies, uh, they say creatures from the abyss, uh, which I've never seen that. And then uh, this person did not reply a movie, but just said there is no bottom. No matter how deep you dig, there's some bullshit that you just couldn't even imagine existed, um, which I, I agree. And then let's see if we jump over to Facebook. Somebody. Oh, here's another vote for Rob Zombie's Halloween, Two. I don't know if this is the same person on two platforms or not. But uh, <laughs> and then uh, Monica chimed in. And I, I think this might have been pointed at you. Ike. Uh, she commented. Uh, and I think she also put this on Instagram as well. Uh, she commented. Uh, it follows, which. <laughs> she she knows that you enjoy and, and she does not like it so see here's here's the deal um i i i have not gotten a substantial response out of monica regarding why she dislikes this movie other than she doesn't like the concept of like a uh basically like a uh a ghost that is transmitted through sex because she thinks it's like an std or something like that which is the whole point of the movie um, so I don't know. I, I, I cannot take people seriously because we, me and Dave have also a mutual friend, um, who will all refer to him by his, his Twitter handle, Salsa Shark. Um, he does not like the movie either and he has heavy criticism for it, but I, it's never like, it, it's never a substantial criticism. It, it's always something minute that really doesn't have any bearing on the movie. <laughs> But I don't know. Honestly, I think him and Monica have a very same track of mind when it comes to hating movies. <laughs> yeah, well, perhaps perhaps we'll do a wiser battle sometime and let you and Monica have a nice discussion on it. Follows. So, oh boy. Uh, but then someone come commented, uh, "Return to Sleepaway Camp," uh, where they said that it uh, could have been so good had it had decent writers, but instead we got Angela dressed as a male cop speaking through a voice box and good kid camper who is quite possibly the whiniest character ever on screen. Who, within two minutes of seeing on screen, you want the killer to get him. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, and then uh, someone commented, the last two Halloweens. Uh-oh. Uh, somebody commented, uh, any of the Hellraiser movies, because they just couldn't get past the needles. Apparently, they do not like needles. So uh, that alone uh, kind of set them off. Oh, here's another person that commented, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 uh, was rough, but it had some good scenes. Uh, see to Chucky, though, that shouldn't even be considered a horror movie. It's comedy that's trying really hard to be funny, but failing. I, I would agree. See to Chucky, not so good. Uh, we Same. had that discussion. If anybody wants to go back and talk about our uh, or listen to our Child's Play franchise review, uh, we, we talked in, in length about this. Uh, this person says, easy, The Messengers with Kristen Stewart. I like bad horror movies, but this was so offensively boring and unoriginal that it was painful. It has never left the number one spot on my shit list. I don't think I have seen the messengers. Like you ever seen that? I, you know, I've never seen it. I have heard of it though. I, I've seen it on other lists where people are like, "This is like the worst movie ever." <laughs> um, I, I feel like I need to watch it now. Same. Uh, just, just, just to see if it is as bad as as, as claimed. And I, I do know that I'm not a I'm not a big Kristen Stewart fan. <laughs> so, uh, I, I liked her in the Runaways. And that's about it. I mean, I'm not sure she's done. She's done some OK things. I, I I will be honest. I've not seen anything that she's done anywhere in, in the near past. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. So. OK, but anyway, that was the discussion we had online about uh, what people thought were the worst horror movies of all time. And uh, maybe maybe sometime where we have a whole we'll just do an episode without a specific review. Maybe we'll just do the vague topic and uh, we will. We'll do a countdown of what we think are some of the 
the worst horror movies of all time. Maybe we'll do that. Like a, one of our franchise review, but a a quality review <laughs> or something. Who knows where we'll be? Uh, but we do have some big movies coming up here, so it'll have to be where there is a hole somewhere. So, uh, but but before we get into the news and reviews and all that, we have our weekly segment. So let's dive into stump the co-host. All right, and on this episode, we are playing stump the co-host. This is our horror trivia game where uh, Ike and I have the uh, exact same horror trivia play game decks. And we each pick two cards at random out of our shuffle deck. We will ask each other those uh, these trivia questions. It's a total of four trivia questions. And then at the end of the episode or at the end of the segment, we see who wins uh, for that episode at the end of the year. Then we'll see who is the yearly horror trivia champ for the podcast. As we stand right now, Ike, you are one zero and one, and I am zero one and one. So I have got to get a win today to even <laughs> this out so here we go ike do you have your cards i have my cards ready to go all right since you're in the lead i'm going to ask you first put you on the spot uh put you on put you on defense right off the bat here we go the question is what holiday themed movie featured a crazed miner and a pickaxe why that would be my bloody valentine it would indeed why 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 See, last last time we played, you got ones that I knew, and I got these ones about obscure movies from the early 50s that even I didn't know. <laughs> so let's see what we have today. So, all right, go ahead. I Lay it on me. What is my first question? Your first question is, the late Ilea starred in which 2002 movie based on the Anne Rice book series, The Vampire Chronicles? Um... Well, I don't know who. Interesting. Well, I don't know if it fits the time frame or not, but I'm going to have to say Interview with a Vampire. That would be a negative Ghost Rider. It I is figured. Queen of the Damned. Ah, yes. I totally forgot about the movie. I knew there was other movie. Ah, and I knew Interview from the Vampire was before 2002, but I couldn't think of anything else. Great. Now I'm already behind. <laughs> All right. Like, here's your second question. In the movie Predator, what substance conceals the character Dutch from the creature? Oh, uh, isn't it just mud? It is mud. My <laughs> goodness. See, here we are. Two questions that I would have gotten. Wow. Okay. Go ahead, Ike. Give me my second question. Let's see. Let's see how, how badly I can bomb this episode. I, I feel pretty confident you'll get this one. Don't put pressure um, so, on it. So this, uh, so it's a quote, and you have to name the movie that this quote is from. Okay. Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? <laughs> um, well, I'm assuming that is from Child's Play. That would be correct. All right. Well, at least I'm on the board. <laughs> He's on I'm the board, st- folks. <laughs> I'm still down two one, but we'll we'll see. All right, Ike. Your third question is in the 1984 movie Silent Night, Deadly Night. Who does the murderer dress up as? <laughs> that would be a good old Saint Nick, Santa Claus. Yes, it would be. Good grief. So see, you're now up 3-1. That means I have to get my last two questions, and you have to miss your final question just for me to get a draw. Great. All right, <laughs> I go ahead and lay the third question on me. Let's see what we got. All right. 
we have uh, so uh, okay i'm hopefully i pronounce this right but juan it's j-u-o-n was the inspiration for wh- what american horror film <laughs> i uh, i don't know uh, let's go for uh, let's go for it let's call it uh, the ring you're honestly you're you're really close um it's not the ring it is the grudge ah oh well there we go you've already won this week but we'll finish up just so we can apparently have fun that's what this so well it's funny because the ring is also a foreign movie but it's called ringu (laughs) Ah, there you go well all right here is your final question for this episode what movie franchise that began in 2004 featured torturous traps self-amputations and buckets full of blood why that would be Saul. Sure would. Saul. You got all four right this week. I did. All right. I had easy ones this week. <laughs> That's right. Go ahead and lay my final question on me. All right. So subjects believe they are part of a study on insomnia and they end up being terrorized by Hugh Crane's ghost in what 1999 film? Hmm. Well, I, I feel like I should know this. Why am I shooting a blank on this? What? Well, why? Why do I not know? I, I don't know. What is it? I, I'm shooting a complete blank on this. I'm so flustered now with the with the game. <laughs> it's called uh, The Haunting. Um, is that that movie? Is that Liam Neeson? Uh, I think so. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if Liam Neeson's in it. Wait, let me look. Man. The Haunting. So I feel like I've heard this movie. The Haunting. Yeah, I've, I've heard of the movie, too. Yep, it's uh, Liam Neeson and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson, Lily Taylor. Yeah, well, my goodness. I am, uh, well, I'm not doing well. <laughs> All right, Ike, so you're, I, I'm just rallying, all right? I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm putting myself in a hole so I can do the late rally and, and look and make the baby face come back, so. That's right. Boot and rally. Yeah. So you are now up uh, two wins, no losses, and one draw. I am now no wins, two losses, and one draw. So, <laughs> boy, oh, boy. There you have it. There is Stump the co-host. And the funny thing is, I know there are people out there listening that when these things happen, these questions come up, and we don't get them or whatever. They're, like, yelling at their <laughs> listening device and calling us everything in the book. and. Well, we're sorry that we uh, disappointed anybody out there with our uh, non-knowledge of uh, of these things. So, except for Ike, who got you know, who got all the questions that would have been in my wheelhouse again. Right. <laughs> That's always how it happens, isn't it? I guess so. But I, all I can think is though that these are these questions are somewhere in your deck for me too as well. So maybe I'll come across them. That is true. That is true. Fingers crossed. Well, I guess Uh, you're crossing your fingers. I'm crossing my fingers. You have no reason to. All right. Let's take a quick breath. uh, uh, Take a quick break. Excuse me. Let me uh, (laughs) cry in my beer for a moment and and lick my wounds. And then uh, when we come back, we'll have news, movie anniversaries, and some upcoming releases. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. 
Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com screams shirts. And we are back with the news. Spreading the news. All right. So not a whole lot of actual news. Um, no. We have a couple. Or go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just going to say there, there wasn't, a whole, wasn't really a whole lot uh, that I saw this, this week, so. So I, I do have two things I want to mention uh, before we get into like anniversaries and stuff. Um, so it, it's kind of newsworthy, uh, but if anybody doesn't know, you go to McDonald's, you can get the uh, new Grimace milkshake. Um, and TikTok has created a very wonderful trend where people are making like miniature horror movies with the Grimace milkshake. Um, they're, they're very entertaining. So go check that out if you like TikTok. If not, that's OK. But I also want to mention it was recently announced that there is going to be a Goosebumps revival. Um, it is called Goosebumps Resurrection. It is going to be a 10-episode series. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. There is no official release date as of today. However, our boy, Justin Long, is going to be in the series. Wow, I like that. Hopefully That's they... Hopefully they, they 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 give it the vibe and feel of the original, right? Kind of stay true to that, and and, and I mean, you know, stay stay true to some of the source books and stuff. That's that's exciting. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, that's what I said. that's what I said. I was like, I'm pretty pumped. Then it's gonna be on Disney Plus, so you know, I know I have that, so it'll be it'll be good. I think it'll be good. We'll, we'll have go. to see. <laughs> All right. So now we have some upcoming birthdays, and we actually have some again some really good birthdays july's june and july have been really good birthday months and movie months so far um but some upcoming birthdays july 1st 1952 dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd from ghostbusters um also he has a vodka called crystal skull vodka and he's um, kind of batshit insane right now so that's that's a good time yeah he's he's, he's interesting he uh, has a lot of belief in uh paranormal extraterrestrial life so on and so forth, but that's okay. It's all good. I love Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, I do too. Dan Aykroyd's a real, really great actor. Obviously, he's a legend. Um, and I heard he's going to be in the because they're, they're coming out with another Ghostbusters movie, and I heard he's coming back for that too. So yes, hopefully we'll see him soon. And then uh, another legend coming right at you again, July first, nineteen thirty, Mustafa Akkad, the producer of the Halloween series. Um, you know he uh, he's now deceased. I believe he was in a was he was in a plane crash, wasn't he, um, or something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean uh, Mustafa Cod, legendary, did a lot for the uh, Halloween franchise. Um, if you, anybody ever gets a chance, I highly recommend. There's the uh, series called The Movies That Made Us on Netflix, and they do one about Halloween, and they actually talk a lot about um, Mustafa Cod's uh, you know his his contribution to the series. Yeah, I mean, he certainly believed in the in the, in the franchise, and uh, I mean, without him, I mean, without him, there probably wouldn't have been a franchise, much less the number of movies, because he was always there, right? He was always supporting, always uh, backing it, and, uh, and and yeah, and I, and I believe his son have uh, kind of picked up the reins and, and taken over some of his production stuff, and, and, and you know, and be, you know, and that part of it and stuff. So, from, if I'm remembering right, so, but yeah, definitely. I mean, I think so. Just just for that alone, I mean, definitely a, a legend in the horror genre just for his contribution to the halloween movie series absolutely absolutely and then we have one more birthday on july the third just a day before the fourth july 3rd 1973 we have patrick wilson from the conjuring and the insidious movies 
you also may know him as uh, it was a sea master from uh, the Aquaman movie. Yeah, Ocean he's also, master. <laughs> yeah, he's also a night owl on the uh, the Watchmen movie and and uh, stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, he's I mean been in lots of fun stuff, but I mean in, in the Conjuring the, in the series, the Insidious. I mean, <laughs> you know, so he's it's gonna be a big year for him uh, this year. So. It really is. It been really busy. is. Yeah, no, for sure. The Insidious movie is going to be insane. So he's going to be doing press for that. And then, like you said, there's going to be another Conjuring movie he's going to be doing press for. So, like you said, he's going to, he's going to be pretty uh, jam-packed this year. <laughs> but uh, very cool, very cool. So those are our birthdays. Uh, we do have one anniversary, and I've actually never seen this movie. But uh, July 2nd, 1986, we have Psycho 3 um, was released. And I, I've never seen Psycho 3. Uh, have you seen this one, Dave? I have. It's not as good as one, not as good as two. Uh, it's it's interesting. I'm pretty sure Anthony Perkins either directed or something. He he had a much more hand, and it was so it was a little it was a little wilder, right? He really kind of went balls to the wall <laughs> with his vision and and, and it kind of experiment. I don't know. It's it's, it's a little wacky, really. Uh, but it's but it's okay. But again, not a not, in my book, not as not as good as the one or two. So. Fair enough. I'll have to check that out. I've never seen the second Psycho, but I, I actually read an article the other day. It was talking about um, surprisingly good uh, horror movie sequels, and Psycho 2 was on the list. Um, so yeah, was Psych- uh, go ahead. Yeah, Psycho 2 is pretty good. Yeah, so I'll have to check it out sometime. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure it'd be worth it, worth worth my while. But uh, all right, I think that's all the anniversaries, uh, birthdays that we have. But we do have a couple of uh, upcoming movie releases, which would be pretty cool. Um, one of these, uh, Dave and I have actually talked about prior to our conversation here today. Uh, but on July 21st, we have Natty Knox. It's going to be a limited theater run with a uh, video on demand release as well. It's going to be starring legends Daniel Harris, Robert England, and Bill Mosley, and is directed by the Halloween Forward director Dwight H. Little. It is described as a small-town babysitter and the kids she is looking after struggle to survive a serial killer on Halloween Eve. The first trailer was recently released, and uh, Dave and I both watched it, and it was it was actually pretty good-looking. It uh, didn't have that low-budget low feel to it. It seemed like a pretty you know high-tier uh, you know production, and you know it has the return of some you know pretty fantastic actors. So um, I'm pretty excited for it. It looks good, I think. I, I am super excited for this. Uh, I mean, when you have those kind of names in it and everything else, and I mean, you know, you hear that description and you hear the words babysitter, Halloween Eve, serial killer. I mean, you know, you get you obviously just from that that line, you you know, you get Halloween vibes. And I'm, I'm, right. I'm you know, I'm sure it's not that, uh, but you know, you do have the Halloween Four director, you do have Danielle Harris in it, uh, but you know, and I, I love Robert England. I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, for this movie again it comes out july 21st uh, and i venture to guess uh, i believe the episode uh after that will be on july 27th that will be released and uh i'm pretty sure i i, I would say it's a safe bet to say that we'll be reviewing it that episode yeah probably i'd have to say so um unless something else crazy happens and they decide to you know r- release it on a different day and pull a shutter i don't know yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh and we, you know, we've talked about this other movie, this other upcoming release. Uh, I still have a little bit of ways away for this one, but uh, we have talked about it a little bit. But they released the first official trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's. This is going to be released on October 27, 2023. It is also getting a simultaneous release, I believe, to either Paramount or Peacock. 
from what I heard. Yeah. So um, it'll be video on demand, um, same days in theaters, uh, which I think is a pretty good uh, strategy for them just because this is a pretty in highly anticipated movie. So I think that they're going to be um, a lot of people who are going to go to theater to watch it. And I think a lot of people are going to see it on video on demand. But the uh, the first trailer was really legit. Um, as a Five Nights at Freddy's fan, I really enjoyed the trailer. I thought it had a lot of really cool Easter eggs. Uh, I'm excited to see what comes from it. Um, Dave, I'm not super sure how uh, familiar you are with Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> not at all. Uh, but, uh, but it, you know, it looks cool enough and uh, sounds fun. Again, I, I, as I always say, I'm <laughs> I'm very humored by the fact that I feel like there are going to be people that think this is a, a movie for kids and take their kids <laughs> to it. And they're going to be like, uh oh. And uh, but, you know, and it's got Matthew Lillard in it. So I, I, I really otherwise I don't care. I'm good to, just on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's got Matthew Lillard. Can't beat that. Um, and then the other guy that's in it and having I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, he was in a Hunger Games. He played PETA. Oh, God. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Josh Hutcherson. Uh, I like Josh Hutcherson a lot. I I really enjoy his work as as well. I think he's a really convincing actor. Um, He's also like a kid actor who did a lot of cool stuff like uh, Zathura, uh, Bridge to Terabithia, like a bunch of really cool stuff like when I was a kid. So I I have a very special place in my heart for him. So I'm really excited to see him as well. But uh, all right, folks, so you have heard the news, you have heard the releases, you have heard the birthdays and anniversaries. So all that you can do now is follow us on social media, because if you follow us on social media, you'll keep track of all these releases and whatnot. So please do that. We really appreciate it. But when we come back, we're going to be reviewing our surprise movie review of Unwelcome. Listen to their screens is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code LISTEN2SCREAMS at checkout. That is LISTEN, the number two, and SCREAMS. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and we're back here on Listen to Their Screams. Uh, This episode, we are reviewing the movie Unwelcome that is out on Shutter. uh, Shutter, not Shutter like the uh, window thing. Um, (laughs) Shutter like the fear shake. Um, and like I said, this was a this was a surprise to us because we thought we were going to be reviewing Quicksand. There was a mix up on the dates, so we uh, ended up watching Unwelcome. Uh, and you know, I was I, I have to say, uh, overall, while it was not the greatest movie of all time, I was pleasantly surprised by Unwelcome. It didn't disappoint me, uh, really. Uh, the description says: Married couple Maya and Jamie escape their urban nightmare to the tranquility of Ireland only to discover a malevolent and murderous goblins lurking in the gnarled ancient wood at the foot of their new garden. It is written by Mark Stay and John Wright and directed by John Wright. Now, this movie was originally released uh, January 27th in uh, Ireland, the UK, and now has come uh, stateside uh, and worldwide, of course, uh, via Shudder. Uh, it is exclusive to Shudder. And uh, it is you know, described as a... a a uh, folk horror movie because it has, uh, you know, goblins or whatever you want to call them in it. I, I don't recall the name they give them. There's a name for them in the movie. I don't recall that. Maybe I should have jotted that down. But these these goblins uh, that are in the movie and uh, the, uh, you know, the movie, it, it starts off with this couple living. They live in London and, uh, you know, and they're 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 obviously 
this kind of this in-sync couple. Things are going well. They're young. They're vibrant. Uh, they've been trying to have a child, have not had luck, and then they find out she's pregnant. Uh, well, when they find out she's pregnant, the the husband goes to the 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 you know the shop down the you know in the block there in the or whatever and uh to buy something to drink to celebrate. Uh, there are some thugs who he has a run in with. He kind of has words with them. They end up breaking into the house and trying to kill the two of them. Uh, then it pans forward. They find out his uh, I think it was his aunt uh, had passed away. She had no kids and she left this cottage in Ireland. To the couple. So they're all happy because there's this beautiful cottage cottage in this village with a garden and everything else. They get away from the city, uh, which has kind of haunted them after that attack uh, and the fear they had. And they think they're getting this this wonderful fresh start. She's pregnant. Uh, they have this beautiful, you know, you know, land. And um, then there's some weird stuff where there's this woman that says they have to leave this offering thing uh, for these creatures that protect and watch over them and, and, and whatever. And she promises she will, but then she doesn't. Anyway, it's, you know, to me, I, I, I'm not going to give the, you know, verbatim the whole movie. Right. To me, though, some of the scariest parts of this movie were not the goblins or whatever, but it was some of the humans uh, that were in this movie. Uh, the, the thugs at the beginning that tried to kill them, they, they, they were pretty vicious. Uh, the one guy that's in the family that's fixing the roof of the cottage who tries to kill the, the, the pregnant light Maya uh, and everything else, he was pretty wicked. I mean, actually, that whole family was was pretty twisted. Uh, <laughs> they they were, man, those, the, the human element was scary. I did spend, you know, whatever, almost two thirds of this movie thinking, ah, man, it, the movie was OK. But I'm like, when are we getting to some of the, the stuff, right? The horror stuff. They hadn't even really teased the goblin things very, very much. There wasn't a whole lot to it. Uh, and then then it got to it. And man, in that last quarter or so of the movie or whatever you want to say, they, they kind of went balls of the wall with these goblins. And uh, I have to say that the goblins looked pretty good and the effects were pretty good. And, and there was some, you know, there was some gore. There was some some gruesome kills. There was some blood. Um, and uh, it got pretty wicked. You knew where it was kind of going because the one family was coming for them, the, the weird family. And she went and ran out there and said that she would do anything if they would help her and protect her. Well, you kind of knew where that was going to go, right? What were right. the goblins going to want? They were going to want the baby. So you kind of knew, uh, we, we talked about the, the cannibal cabin last week. I will say the baby in the birth of this one looked much better than the one in cannibal cabin. Um, much, much better done on the visual effects. And then there was an actual baby that they used after. So well done on that, I guess. <laughs> We didn't have to knock. We didn't have to knock a plastic baby two episodes in a row. Uh, so I, I'm just kind of rambling as I as I kind of remember my way through the movie. I, so so give me some of your initial uh, feedback and response here to the movie Unwelcome. Absolutely. Um, real quick, I was trying to find the name because there is a name that they have. It's like a. I, it's it's like kind of like a Latin name almost, but the name that they also call them are, are red caps. Um, the creatures. Yeah, but there's another name and I cannot seem to find it anywhere. But in any case, the red caps are like the kind of goblin esque creatures that, you know, that we're kind of referencing to. Um, but in terms of the movie, um, I quite enjoyed it. Um, you know, I was really surprised when I watched this movie. One of the things I was kind of surprised about was um, Hannah John Kamen, who plays the main character. Um, 
she is uh honestly i was surprised to see her in the movie uh she was in ant-man and wasp she played ghost in that movie she was also in the um uh welcome to raccoon city resident evil movie she played uh, the live action version of jill valentine so i was kind of interested to see her in this just because i feel like she kind of has sort of a higher profile now kind of with the movies that she's been in she, she was but, good yeah she was absolutely she was very well acted um, I did not know that she was, you know, British or English, or whatever. Um, so that was interesting to see. But uh, in terms of the film itself, like you said, I kind of started the movie not really sure what the movie is going to be about. Um, you know, obviously I avoided any spoilers uh, because this was a complete surprise. So that's a good <laughs> thing. Um, so I, I, I did not have the movie spoiled for me. So when I went into it, I had no idea what was going on. Um, you start watching it. You kind of get the the context, like you said, you know. He goes to get the drink, you know, to celebrate their pregnancy. They come back, they get attacked, and obviously they want to move out of the city. So they move to the suburbs or whatever, the um, the, the countryside, and, you know, they're like, wow, this is, you know, all the people are really nice to them. You know, there is some weird folk, you know, but, you know, it's like, okay, you know, most of the people here are cool. You know, they're giving us, you know, free drinks, and they're, you know, doing all this other stuff. But then they go to a, a local family called the Whalen family um, to try and get some, you know, construction done on their home because the home's pretty run down because uh, apparently the uh, the aunt who owned the place before was a little nutty and she didn't really like to uh, do any, you know, home improvement projects. And, uh, you know, the Whalens are obviously just a very troubled folk. Um, they're, they're very akin to kind of rednecks in our country. Um, I, I guess they're like Irish rednecks, uh, something like that. But, uh, you know, the Waylands, they kind of, you know, present themselves as sort of that stereotypical, like redneck ask person. And, um, one of them is sort of, um, uh, you know, they're, uh, developmentally delayed. I believe it's actually played by, um, he plays another character. His name's, uh, Christian Narn and he plays Hodor and Game of Thrones, who is also yeah. sort of like you know, developmentally delayed, I guess, um, would be the polite way to put it. And, um, but yeah, I mean, the movie, it, it definitely, uh, it, it presents itself as one thing because I definitely thought that the main villains of this were going to be the Whelans. And then they kind of were to an extent, but the kind of the grander picture is the supernatural creatures that are sort of there throughout the whole story. Um, the ant supposedly had a baby that was killed by the red caps or was taken by the red caps and she, and everyone kind of thought that she killed the baby mm-hmm. and then it kind of develops into, well, so there might be something to that superstition about the red caps and the, the story very much slowly, but surely developed into like, okay, the red caps are real. Um, the Whalens are crazy and nobody's helping these people. And like Dave said, you know, the main character makes an appeal to the red caps, you know, I'll give you anything if you help us and the red caps show up and they, they clean house. I mean, they kill all three of the people there. They killed the, uh, the other Whalen family member that was uh, assaulted uh, Maya. And so, I mean, it really was sort of like this weird, like you're rooting for the bad guy kind of thing. Um, because clearly the red caps, you know, and it's also kind of weird. Cause it's like, are the red caps really bad guys? This is just kind of what they do. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. made a deal with them to help you and you didn't really want to fulfill your end of the deal, which is understandable, but you did make a deal with them. Um, so, but then ultimately, and I, I did not see this twist coming, you know, the main character goes 
to the Red Caps hideout and finds a human down there who is very old and decrepit. And it is the aunt's child who we had thought had died. Yep. And, uh, you know, Maya kills her or them and then becomes the leader of the Red Caps is what I'm assuming that uh, ritual was at the end there. So, um, yeah, it was a little it, it was very <laughs> it, it, it was they had like a skull full of blood. It was floating. Um, it was dumped on her and it, it was it was unique. It was an interesting movie. I, I really had no idea where it was going from any point. Uh, but, you know, Dave honestly nailed it when he said that the last quarter of the movie was like just just nuts, you know, balls to the walls, bloody, gory, vicious, um, you know, people's guts are falling out of their stomachs. Yeah. You know, people are getting stabbed, shot point blank with a shotgun. I mean, the whole nine. So it, it really was uh, it was it was quite the quite the predicament that they got themselves into. And it was very interesting to see it unfold. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was very peculiar because uh, yeah, like the the whole first act, you know, you you get very sympathetic for these two, and and what they went through, and then you get you know you're hopeful right that they have this this chance to start new, and everything looks like okay, it's 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 working now, right? The the second act, you you start kind of getting the uh, the the I don't know, it's it's like the stew is stirred, and and you're you're starting to question, okay, what's what's going on here, right? This village. And, and his home is not exactly what you thought. And, uh, you know, the family really, they, they amp up as they, you know, go to help. Uh, the dad of the family is, is, is calm, calm at Mini, who was on Star Trek Deep Space Nine, played Chief O'Brien, by the way, uh, it, which it was so creepy. He kept saying that <laughs> to call him daddy. And it is, it was so weird. Uh, but that you know, was like, very weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole second act, right? You're this, this family is. You're starting to really dislike them, and you knew something was going to happen with them. You you kind of knew these red caps were lurking, and you thought, what's going to happen with this? And um, and then when it ultimately gets to the point where it's like the red caps rescue this couple from the family, and it's almost like okay, they're not. You you had the feeling they're not bad, right? They're 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 not good. You know, they they helped. They they did what they were asked to do, and uh, that that's that. And again, like we said, you knew what was happening, right? You knew they were going to come for the baby. And they give you that that brief moment as they start that third act of the movie where you feel like, okay, the family, they, the, the, the couple now is happy, right? They've got through this. They're starting to clean up the home. Uh, you know, they, they, they've got through. They've had this baby. Uh, they're, they're, they're starting to – it's almost like they're starting to feel a peace, right? That, that hope's coming back. And then, you know – then it's just it, then it gets really even even wilder and even weirder almost because you saw all this killing and all this blood and then they take the baby and and she goes after them and and makes the deal and and what we assume you know becomes a leader like I said and and it's a little odd and then it, that's where you know that's kind of where it ends right that okay there's uh apparently now this this balance this this calmness right that they will they will she'll probably continue to give the offering. She's the leader. They'll get to live their life and nothing will bother them. Cause apparently they have these goblins watching their back now. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, uh, again, it, it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen in the world. Um, it, it was very well done, very well acted. The, the effects all looked really good. Nothing in it, you know, looked, you know, looked ho- hokey or, or see-through. Uh, it, it was all, you know, believable enough even, right? The goblins, you know, looked looked good. 
Uh, the, the, you know, the kills look good. Uh, you know, there wasn't, you know, anything that was, that was forced in it that made you roll your eyes, right? It, 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 it was all done really well. And, um, you know, it was, like I said, it was a, you know, you thought it, there was parts of it that were kind of predictable, but then that, that whole ending was, was not predictable at all. Right. You knew there, I, I really assumed that the movie was going to end with, with the, them coming to take the baby and that's where it would end. Right. With them of, Oh, the right. despair, the baby's gone and roll credits. And then there was this whole other little bit that was like, Oh, what is, th- what is this? Yeah, this is weird. Uh, so, so just when you thought you had it figured out, uh, they 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 threw a little kind of a little screw job in there, and, and did something even different. So, um, but you know, like I said, it was it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it, uh, especially for us being in this position that we watched it suddenly. I was I was pleasantly surprised, um, because you know sometimes when you <laughs> are backed in a corner and have to pick something, you know, out of, out of the out of the blue, and, and go with it and hope for the best. Sometimes you know it doesn't work, and and. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by this. I, I was looking forward to watching Quicksand, but uh, I, I think I was pleasantly surprised by Unwelcome. I didn't expect. I had no idea what to expect, and uh, it, it was fun. It was a fun watch. So uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Especially since this was not a planned movie we were thinking about watching, it, it was definitely one of those hey, well, let's find something to watch, sort of a last minute type thing. And I, I think that in terms of best case scenario, this was probably probably best case scenario that it was not a bad movie at all. It was very enjoyable. Um, and, and like you said, it, it could have definitely been a worse movie. I, I, I could definitely say that much there that we, we could have had another. Uh, uh, what was the movie we watched last week? Cannibal Cabin. It could have been yeah, another Cannibal, Cannibal Cabin for all we knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely was not. Yeah, it, it very much for us had that feel of, uh, you know, you pull up a streaming service, you're scrolling through try to find something to watch. You're just panning through the horror movies. You're like, what is this? I don't know what this is. I've never watched this. What the hell? Let's go with it and see what happens. And you give it a watch. Just why not on a whim? I got a couple hours to spare. And when you get through it, you're like, Oh, okay. That, you know, that was, that was not bad. That was, you know, pleasantly surprised. So, uh, you know, good stuff. Um, so I, you know, like I said, uh, I, I the part that really got me the most about this. And then I've said it a couple times is, I was so afraid that with having these creatures and when it got to the point where I was like, oh, okay, there's going to be some kills and maybe some gore. I was so afraid that we were going to we were going to get that cheesy hokey stuff, right? That it was going to be right. it was going to take me out of it. And and it didn't happen. And we talked last episode where, you know, a, a, a filmmaker, a director and, and whatever, everybody else, everybody pretty much associated with making uh, making a film. You have to know how to play to your strengths and hide your weaknesses. And uh, I think they did that in this movie very, very well. The, the, the main actress was definitely a strength of this. And she, she led this movie. This movie was, was, was carried on her back and her character and where her character went as she was uh, portrayed as a very strong character. Um, you know, and, uh, and the husband you know was very vulnerable and I'm not saying that to be belittle him. But he was, you know, he was the one that was having, having the trauma, and uh, and she right. was being very understanding. But it was here she was pregnant, and all this was going on, and she was helping him. She was shouldering a lot, and um and and she was doing it right. She was carrying it on, and even when they warned her not to, no, don't don't, she should not be alone with this family. She was still feeling compassion for this character, 
when he was showing, you know, that his weakness and some of his sorrow for for not his family mistreating him and, and, and calling him stupid. And and she was trying to make him feel better. And it put her in this bad spot that almost cost her her life. But she was a I, I felt like she was. a Again, we talked last week with Cannibal Cabot how there was not character development. We didn't feel invested in any characters. We really didn't know who was who. We didn't care who was who. It, they were interchangeable. This movie didn't have that. It was very different. There was distinct. You really did not like this creepy family. You really, right. you really felt sympathy. I th- at least I did for the husband and the situation. You know what he saw, what he witnessed, how he felt. You know where he he couldn't help his wife and almost saw her life taken, and and, and there was nothing he could do about it, and 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 what that did to him, and 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 you really felt, you know her. Uh, I I really was invested in her as this really strong, powerful character and, and what she was going through. And, and there was all these things, all these obstacles being thrown at her and, and one rant or another, just more stuff for her to shoulder. And she was still, you know, very, very strong. I, I, so I felt this was complete opposite. I was, I felt very invested in these characters. Um, I, I, they, I think they did a much better job. It was much better. I think the, the writing was better. The acting was better. Uh, and, and, and the character development was, was, it was a head and shoulders better. And, uh, and I, and I think that's what, 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 what got it for me, right? I, I, I cared about the characters, whether it was a positive or a negative care, depending on what the characters were. It made me want to see what was coming next, and, uh, you know, it, it made me invested in, you know, when the, the, the weird family finally got their comeuppance, and <laughs> when, you know, she finally saved her baby, and, uh, you know, and. I mean, you know, you can you can peel away. There's so many layers. Of this right. The the, you know, um, a parent doing would you know do anything in the world for for their child. And, and she did. Right. She did multiple for her family multiple times. Right. She made the deal with the the goblins, the red caps. Uh, she went head on into their lair to, to rescue her baby. She, you know, did the blood ritual thing and became the leader to save her baby. I mean, she did whatever it, she had to do to protect her family. And uh well, hopefully nobody will be in a position to make a bargain with the goblin. You know, I think a lot, <laughs> a lot of people can can relate to that, right? Of, of this doing whatever you can or whatever you have to for your family if the situation arose. I, I just I feel like it's very relatable. Yeah, absolutely. I'd have to agree. Um, one thing I wanted to add to that is that on top of just the general horror of um, rednecks, on top of the general horror of uh, goblins. You know, Dave made a good point. <clears throat> There's a lot of, uh, I would say, subversive material here that kind of talks about, you know, um, feeling vulnerable and feeling, um, you know, not safe in your home. And, you know, basically the long term effects of, you know, basically, get, you know, getting your shit kicked in, in in a place that you feel safe, which is truthfully what happened. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, beyond the normal horror of this movie, there was also sort of that. Um, you know, that subliminal horror that you don't really think about until after you've watched the movie. And you're like, you know, it's kind of fucked up that that happened. And then they basically had it happen again. Um, but absolutely, it was very interesting to see just the lead up to see the um, basically how they handled that initial trauma, but then also how they handled having that trauma again. Um, and, and something Dave mentioned also, uh, you know, just briefly that I wanted to touch on, too is that the main character, Maya, uh, was not just, you know, a pushover. She was not some standby character. You know, she was able to run away from the bad guys while being pregnant. She was able to combat the bad guys while being pregnant. You know what I mean? 
And it was this whole story about how, you know, neither of them were going to back down from this situation again. But really, the the big story, in my opinion, was Maya really took on a, a life of her own and became something more than who her character was at the beginning. But, yeah, I, I, I think that for a, a Shudder movie that we didn't intend to watch, it was very solid, very good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I, I enjoyed it. And uh, and I enjoyed it certainly uh, more than I thought. Uh, so let's rate this thing. Oh, my dogs are very excited. Apparently they enjoyed it as well. Um, so if I'm rating this out of five screens, I, I'm going to we, we always go with five as middle of the road, fun movie and everything else. So uh, I'm going to give this one a three and a half. I think it's slightly, slightly above a general enjoyment for me. I, I this was a fun movie. I really did enjoy it. I thought there was a lot of a lot going on uh, and I was I was much more invested uh, than I really suspected I would be. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I think I would have to agree. I'm also going to give this a 3.5. Like Dave said, three screams is sort of that middle of the road uh, kind of movie. You know, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't spectacular. You know, it was one of those movies you can enjoy, but it wasn't something that you're going to write home about. Uh, But I would give this a 3.5 because I do feel like there was a lot to give in this movie. And this movie honestly offered a lot of great content, a lot of great story but also a very um, unique perspective on sort of a home invasion uh, type movie. And it, it really evolved as the movie went along. So 3.5 out of five um, seems like a pretty, pretty fair rating. If I, if I do say so myself. Yeah. So there you have it in agreement, a 3.5 out of five for us on the movie. Unwelcome. I advise uh, or suggest that anybody, if you're looking for something to watch and don't know what it is, give it a shot. It uh, again, I enjoyed it. Uh, much more than I thought I would. I really thought it was a fun movie to watch. And and, and, and I went through part of it. I, I liked it as a movie. I liked it as a movie. And then I thought, uh, I, I thought that, you know, I didn't know about the horror aspects. And then, like I said, that, that last bit of that movie, it really, <laughs> really dove into it and uh, finally got there for me. So 3.5 out of five for us on this movie. Next episode though, Ike, uh, we start the countdown in the look forward, uh, to Insidious Red Door, which is coming to theaters on July 7th. And that means next week we're going to do one of our franchise review episodes. And we're going to uh, watch, rank, review, and discuss the first four Insidious movies. Uh, and uh, I know you're excited. I know you're a big fan of the Insidious movies. And uh, these these franchise review episodes are always fun. Uh, but I, I really feel like this is, this is more uh, in your wheelhouse, Ike. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited for the Insidious movies. I do have one gripe. I, I, I have no clue why Insidious Chapter 3 is literally streaming nowhere. Like, yeah. n- absolutely nowhere. So I, I either I'm going to have to go to storage and dig it out of storage because I have the DVD somewhere. Um, or I'm going to like buy it somewhere or rent it on YouTube or something. But this is wild to me. The other movies are streaming, I think, on uh, HBO. Insidious Chapter 1 and 2 and uh, last keys or whatever but uh yeah i'm super stoked for the new insidious movie my wife is super stoked for the insidious movie insidious is one of her favorite movies so um we'll definitely be going opening weekend for that one um and i'm also obviously super stoked to do the series review i love doing the series reviews but um i think especially when it's a movie that i i really really enjoy that's especially in my wheelhouse i think i'm gonna have some good perspectives hopefully next week so um don't hold me to that just in case, like, I don't know, my <laughs> brain dies or something. But 
Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for it. I, I like our series reviews. I think that's probably one of my more favorite uh, episodes that we do is yeah. when we rank a series and talk about each movie and whatnot. Yeah, and, and this and this will be kind of unique because I, I mean I'm not no disrespect to the Insidious or whatever, but the the franchise you know episodes we've done so far. I mean we, we're talking we've done you know the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, the Child's Play movies, uh, the Scream movies. We we've done the, some big franchises, right? Some iconic horror franchises, uh, and this is a this is a little unique because this is more of a a more modern franchise yeah. and that we really haven't had a chance to dive into. Uh, as much as, you know, I mean, and, and pretty much the ones we've done have been kind of slasher, you know, slasher franchises uh, for the most part. So and, and we'll we'll get some of that, too, because like we've discussed before, you know, we have there's a new Saw movie coming out later in the year. So we'll I'm sure we'll do a Saw franchise. And then this is also the 45th anniversary of the original Halloween this fall. And we're going to do a Halloween oh, yeah. franchise episode in the fall. So we have more franchise episodes to look forward to. Uh, and those more, are more back in the slasher, quote unquote, type movies or, you know, those, you know, those kind of movies. Uh, this is this is different for us. Right. This is kind of a different kind of franchise for us to dive into. And it, so uh, it'll be it'll be neat. It'll be fun. Uh, but again, the city is red. The Red Door comes out in theaters July 7th. And next episode, we are going to discuss the first four movies and rank and review, uh, talk our way through them and do all that fun stuff. So make sure you do not miss that. Uh, we have insidious discussions galore the next two episodes uh, because then in two weeks, that means we will have the review of insidious red door. So make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And like we said earlier, follow us on all the social media platforms so that you can see all the goodie goodies and, and, and everything that we post up on there. So Ike, before we get out of here this week and, uh, and move on, uh, too insidious. Anything you wanna wanna throw in there today? Um, I'm just I still can't get over that damn uh freaking uh baby from Cannibal Ca- Cabin. I literally after that episode, I, I talked to my wife and I showed her like that part of that, and and you know my wife she you know, she was just her only comment to me was, you know who who on God's green earth thought that that was a good idea? <laughs> I know it. I'm just it. Again, boggles my because it would have been so easy. Just you don't have to show the baby. The baby played. There was a there wasn't a need to see the baby, right? I mean, they could have done the exact same thing. Oh, I don't know. Again, like <laughs> I said, know your weaknesses and know how to creatively shoot and work around those those weaknesses to hide them. And uh, I don't know. Unless I'm, it was odd to me. Unless you're just purposely. It didn't feel like a movie that would purposely want to throw show one of its flaws, you know. I understand some movies are very, very tongue in cheek, and they want to, right. you know, something like that. They 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 want to throw out there because it's it's a you know it's a humor it fits the gag of the movie. I didn't feel like Cannibal Cabin was trying to do that, but that's literally was my biggest takeaway from the movie was that baby, and I was like, ooh. But uh, thankfully, in Unwelcome, we had a baby scene, and the baby was well, it was much better. It was it was done much 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 better. There was no plastic baby. Oh, my. So no there you have it. If you're going to make a horror movie, don't use a plastic baby or at least try to hide it a little better or, or do something. Be creative because <laughs> otherwise that's going to be the only thing we take away from that movie. Yeah, There's, literally, though, that's the only thing I remember from Cannibal Cabin at this point. It's been about a week almost. Yeah, it's been about a week since we watched it. So only thing I remember is. The fucking plastic baby. That's the only thing. Yeah, I, I feel like 
I don't know. I mean, I feel like we, you know, as we get, as we starting this year, when we do like our, our year in review episode, right. Where we do for 2023, we will do the uh, a review episode at the beginning of 2024. I feel like we didn't do it last year, but I feel like maybe we ought to start a segment where we like a hall of fame and hall of shame yeah. where we kind of put not movies, but just moments or just takeaways from movies and do like a, I don't know, two or three for the year that we're putting in the hall of fame and two or three that we're putting in the hall of shame, uh, you know, movies and just, and again, just specific moments, right? Not like movies overall, but just moments, scenes, lines, stuff like that. And I definitely think the baby would make the hall of shame for 2023. So that might be something we have to look at when we do our 2023 year in review where we can uh, absolutely hit the, the, the highs and lows of the films. And uh, that's just not the knock, right? Something, there could be a very, very good, great, big budget, big studio movie that could have something that gets in a hall of shame, right? They're, they're, they're not, uh, they're not, they're not <laughs> Yeah. So I have seen some bad stuff in some big budget movies. So, all right. Well, that puts a, puts a wrap on unwelcome and our shuffling of the deck and, and, and having to watch it. And it turned out pleasantly, pleasantly well. I'm very happy with it. So, Again, next week, we are going to discuss the Insidious franchise in preparation uh, for the release of Insidious the Red Door coming to theaters July 7th. But until then, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.